Welcome back to the most interesting family cast. I am still your host, Crystal Spring Heaney, CEO, consultant, and homeschooling mother of five. Good morning and welcome to another interview Thursday. Today we are joined by Ms. Lisa Wu, who graduated from the same college I did, the Citadel, and she did it in three years. She is a comic book nerd turned a marketing and PR guru. She is a consultant with her own company now, Mogo, M-O-G-O, Impact, and has previously worked in the comic book publishing and media industry. And that is actually the part that she's here to talk to us about today. So talking about comics, what is your relationship to, and kind of how did you become involved in the comics industry? Oh, so previously I was a teacher. I never expected to actually be in the comic book industry. I thought that was something that only certain people are allowed to do. I was raised in a way that was to get white collar job and air conditioning and sit down most of the time. So what, so it was very much a shock when the comic book industry embraced me and offered me a paying job. Originally, I was actually trained to be a teacher. I got my master's in arts and teaching at the Citadel. What happened was I was bored one day and I made a comment on somebody's feed on Facebook. Facebook has been a really good friend of mine when it comes to my career. I made a clever comment about, was it X-Men First Class? This was like 2013 or 2014 or something like that. And it caught the attention of a lot of people on this person's feed who he was actually a director. And one of the people that messaged me about my comment was a editor for a online comic book and movie review website called God Hates Geeks. And that's actually not a, a religious reference at all. It's a reference to Californication, to one of the character's books. So he started asking me to write, for free though, reviews for comics and movies. And I did that for fun. Through that, I was able to network with a lot of different people from comic book writers, artists, publishers, they kind of took me in. And I was offered a pass to be press at San Diego Comic-Con 2015 or 14. And I went and that's where I did all this networking, but it all started on Facebook really. And from that Facebook post, I was able to go across the country, meet a lot of different people that I, I never would have had access to, be able to sit down next to celebrities like the insult comic dog that's on that was on Conan O'Brien and the people behind the Venture Brothers and actually also meet Mike Tyson. So I was able to meet him. And what's funny, what connected all is it's not just comics. It is media, TV shows and movies and celebrities and things like that. It was a great experience for me and I was able to do a lot of networking. And then I came back, decided I wasn't really happy with my job at that time and I quit. 
And during this searching time, I did a lot of volunteer work with my, my dogs and then also got out into the community and talked to a lot of people, volunteered at the library, rehabilitation center. And I got to know the, I guess, geek community who's into pop culture, like comics, video games, and movies, TV shows, and things like that, board games. And from there, another Facebook post happened. I saw something come across my feed, and it was a little girl at Dave and Buster's, nobody showed up for her birthday party. And it wasn't her fault. She's a good kid. The parents of the other children just forgot about it. So it was a very sad picture. And Dave and Buster's did a great job cheering her on and, and getting her mind off. But I thought it was important for the community to do something to make it special, not just for her, because I'm sure it was actually a lot more heartbreaking for the parents to see nobody show up to their kid's birthday party. So by this time, I already knew a lot of people in Virginia Beach, business owners who, who know Dave and Buster's are into gaming and pop culture and things like that. So I called them out. I was like, on that Facebook post, I said, hey, you should do something too. I'm going to take this little girl to Build-A-Bear because I love Build-A-Bear and all this other stuff. And they kind of went viral. And from then... I got called into Dave and Buster's and everything, and they actually ended up offering my, uh, me a job after they gave me this event space to throw this big shindig for this little girl that I opened up to the public so we can all, you know, make friends and celebrate. We had cosplayers. It was almost like a miniature Comic-Con, really. That is um, awesome. I love that you yeah. did that for her. And I, I got to follow along and see that. I was on the other side of the country, so I didn't get to go, but I love oh, that you yeah. did that. It was so much fun. And that's when I realized I'm apparently a good marketer because I got a job offer the next day from Dave and Buster's to be their marketing um, coordinator. So it was pretty cool. And that, that allowed me to work with organizations like Make-A-Wish and Old Dominion University and, and radio stations and things like that. And it caught the attention of the comic book industry people who a uh, Facebook friend friended me. That year, I think just a few months after I got the job, somebody from a startup company called Aftershock Comics reached out to me through Facebook Messenger and offered me this opportunity to meet with them at New York Comic Con, which I kind of dismissed because I didn't know who this person was. Like, I'm not just going to meet a stranger, right? You're like, I, I don't, don't know you. My parents told me I not to do you. that. I don't know how we became Facebook friends. But, but by then, um, my dog got sick and I did a, like a, a, a GoFundMe kind of thing because he had, a, he needed a lot of work stuff done. And I did the GoFundMe because my friend encouraged me to do it. So I did it. And this guy who reached out to me, the stranger, donated money. So I was like, oh no, maybe he's a good person. So I, let me just respond. So I responded to him. He's like, no, this is actually a legitimate <laughs> You no know, business. Like we want to, we have a lot of different people behind us. We have somebody who's a venture capitalist who's backing us. And we have this person who was one of the producers for was it Caesar Milan's reality show and all this other stuff. It's like, okay, I impressed all six partners and then they flew me down to Atlanta and I got my first paying gig as a social media marketing manager for this startup company who wanted to publish comics. 
And their main purpose was also not just to have great comic books, but also have the IP from these comic books, IP like intellectual property, to sell to movie studios and TV studios. And that's how I started in comics, thanks to Facebook. Yeah, that it's it's been fun. I've been able to watch your journey, and I love that you were able to share all that now with even more people because yeah. that that shows that anything you choose to do is doable. And I know we tell our children that. Mm -hmm. And so parents don't quit telling your children that because all it takes is little push sometimes or a little connection in the right direction. It can do what you want. And that's kind of a life lesson. And so I think that leads into my next question for you, which is, do you think that comics are really effective at teaching life lessons to children and kind of how those life lessons then influence a child's reading? Because I know you were a teacher Oh, yes. So I think comics, are, comics and graphic novels are a great way to teach kids how to be more comprehensive readers, especially if they're visual learners. It just adds a whole different element to their learning because they're just not reading words. They're also analyzing images at the same time they are reading text, which is really, really interesting because you might be reading Spider-Man and Spider-Man is saying, something to Aunt May about how he doesn't want to go to school today. But you're also looking at the picture at the same time, and the picture has details that adds additional elements to the storytelling that just reading prose just isn't able to do. So you're actually looking at body language at the same time that you are um, reading the text and being able to kind of analyze and empathize with the characters a little bit more. So I think that especially if you have a reluctant reader, graphic novels and comics are the way to go because it's not threatening. When you look at a comic book, you're like, oh, there's it's not a lot of text and, you know, it looks fun, right? When you look oh, at yeah. a 300-page book, you're like, oh, no, I'm never going to finish this. So if you have a reluctant reader, that's a really great thing to do. And I found that adults that I've met that were early comic book readers are more thoughtful, compassionate, and empathetic people because they're reading about the storylines of helping people usually or very character-driven storylines where you get to know a person a little bit more. And they're such great readers and public speakers too. I haven't met one that wasn't really intelligent or or wasn't well read outside of comics. You know, they're multi-layered people. Yeah, there's just so much things that you can learn. And it's not just superhero stuff. There's a lot of nonfiction. There's one book that one of my company is doing is called Irina. And it's talking about this actual nurse in Poland that actually saved, I think, 2,000 kids during World War II from the Nazis. Oh, wow. And so, that's great. Yeah. So it's, it, and it addresses war in a very non, like, scare. it's scary because it's still war, right? And we're talking about the Holocaust here. But it's not what people would think. It, it's it's respectful of, of kids ability to take in difficult material without babying them 
and without scaring them at the same time. It's a real balance. Another really famous book called Mouse is about World War II as well, but the characters aren't humans, they're little mice. You know, they're still the Nazi symbol and they do all the things that we know that happened during World War II. A well-written comic or graphic novel, it's really literature. And I didn't think that comics was a valid tool to be used in a learning set setting in the past until I read something that just really impressed me in which The Watchmen. It had so many different layers to it, social, political, cultural, adventure, that you just didn't realize a comic book could do. There's psychological things in there too that you learn about the characters. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, um, I, I've noticed the movie and I it's actually on my list of things I want to watch, but I think I was told it's not kid friendly. So I want to know. Not kid friendly. Okay. No, no. So, it's not kid so friendly. watch it when you're watch it after you put the kids to sleep. So just for the audience. Yeah, well, it's just a good example of what you can what do with that particular medium. And believe it or not, that particular book is taught sometimes in high school AP classes and in college now as legit literature. There's just so many different layers that you can analyze, do compare and contrast and talk about how it reflects current or past times and things like that. There's just so much you can do. And there's actually, believe it or not, science and math comics and graphic novels out there too. Yeah, you're actually kind of leading into my next questions for me as we go along. So this okay. is great. And my last question for you was, what is your favorite children's comic series? So I think I'll be expand that a little and catch you a little off guard. Mm. Is I'd like to know what your favorite one overall is. And then if you've read ones that you think are particularly good for life lessons. Um, so the one that's been, one of my companies has this really great book that was reviewed by ALA, the American Library Association. SLG is um, the School Library Journal. And then also Booklist. Right now, I think the New York Times is about to publish a review of it as well. It's called Mr. Invincible. So it's a property that was actually acquired from a French creator and French publisher that we translate into English. So if you have parents that are teaching their kids French, they can probably get the French version as well online and the English version for kids to actually compare and contrast and, and help them with their French. It's well-reviewed and very interesting because it's really for the middle grades level, but it's about this little local hero and it, and it's, it has a... Calvin Hobbes kind of feel to it where he goes on these different adventures in his local like town and there's super villains as well but what's really cool is it breaks is it the third wall or the fourth wall where he actually is able to move between panels and between space and time so for example one of this one of the um, stories is uh he helps this old lady get a cat out of the tree so you might see the first panel, just the old lady and then the cat in the tree, and he's just walking up. Then what he does is he goes down to the panel below him where the cat, you know, would be right next to him on the top okay. and he would grab it. So you're, you're also deciphering like space and time and how did that happen and how that work? And then the panels kind of adjust because oh in one panel both cats are still in the picture because he hasn't given the cat to the lady yet or the the cat hasn't disappeared from from him taking it 
in the first place. So it's really, really interesting. And it has, it touches on friendship, helping people, being able to stand up to bad guys and controlling your ability to your, your superpowers as well. So there's a lot of different things that you can teach the kids and, and then also discuss space and time. <laughs> On the other side, are there any like in particular that you think really teach a good life lesson? Well, I think any Spider-Man comic usually is really helpful because I feel like Spider-Man is, he's a teen, right? And he has to be able to balance his job, his superpowers and his responsibility to save people, as well as being a really good nephew and all this other things. It teaches him that, you know, you have all this power and this ability to do things, but you have to be responsible with it. And you have to be able to choose, do I go out with my girlfriend or do I go save this person from this burning building? How do you balance those relationships kind of thing. The X-Men comics are kind of interesting. It's a little bit more violent than Spider-Man, but it, it teaches kids about accepting def differences and different abilities and not prejudging other people. And I think that's always a really great for a, a comic book. Thank you so much for coming. And if there's anything else you wanted to get out there and talk about really quick, let me know. Otherwise, we'll just call it a wrap. I think we can call it a wrap. Thank you so much for letting me on the show, Crystal. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge. And that's what I love is I have this platform that I can just share this knowledge with other people because I'm like, I know this person knows about this and the whole world should know. So thank you for coming and letting my little slice of the world know about it. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap for today. We will see you at 8 a.m. sharp and any links that we've discussed, you can find at www.techmom.me. Thank you.